ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. This week, the US is widely expected to veto yet another UN Security Council vote calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. It will be the latest in hundreds of vetoes, mostly from Moscow and Washington, that have hamstrung the UN's most powerful body. Luke Siddham-Dundon has been looking into a new push to reform the council. Luke, where's this effort coming from? Sally, it's coming from the world's largest democracy and second most populous country, India. Now, you'd think those credentials would be enough to secure a spot on that council, but no. The UN Security Council has 15 members, so there are 10 rotating elected members. That's included Australia a few times over the years. And current members, Algeria, Ecuador, Japan, Mozambique, South Korea, just to name a few. There are also then the five permanent members known as the P5, the UK, the US, China, Russia and France. They all have veto power, meaning they can single-handedly block any vote they want. And they've done it repeatedly. Since 1945, Russia, or the USSR, has used its veto more than 120 times. The US, more than 80, and the UK, China and France, fewer than 30. Now, that power has been repeatedly questioned over the years from all sorts of world leaders. Take Zimbabwe's former dictator, Robert Mugabe. The bosses in the Security Council say you shall never have the powers that we have as permanent members. And we have asked and asked and asked, reform, reform the Security Council. Even the UN's own former boss, Kofi Annan, thought reform was needed. I propose the creation of uh, five to six additional permanent seats, not with vetoes. It's indefensible that today Latin America doesn't have a single permanent seat. Africa with 54 countries, India with almost a fifth of the world's population, doesn't have a seat. So now India's representative to the UN said the Security Council's P5 had overshadowed the collective voice of the rest of the member states and she's been calling for proper reform. UN boss at the International Crisis Centre, Richard Gowan, has been around the Manhattan headquarters for years and he says there's a feeling now that something needs to change. It is hard to think of a period where the Security Council has looked more rattled. We've seen the Council fail to take serious action over Myanmar, over Ethiopia, and then most obviously now over Ukraine and Gaza. And the mood around Midtown in Manhattan, uh, the mood amongst UN diplomats is, is really bleak. There is a real sense that the organisation is failing to live up to its um its role in defending international law and, and peace and security. Over the last couple of years, there has definitely been an uptick in talk about Security Council reform in New York. The one notable difference this time is that I think the Biden administration is quite open to the idea of Security Council reform. And so I think you know the US would like to see um, some sort of change, and you know, the US is increasingly invested in its relationship with India too. That's a Richard Gowan there from the International Crisis Centre. So what's the likelihood of India getting any additional powers or a permanent seat? Richard says that with any, even with potential American support, it's pretty slim. Two-thirds of generally, General Assembly members need to actually back the change and even then a permanent member could just veto the vote. So if India did secure a permanent spot, it's still pretty unlikely that it would actually get veto powers. So you would think any chance then to increase non-Western member states on the council, you'd think that'd be in the interests of Russia 
or China? Richard Gowan thinks not. India's real problem is that China is sitting there. China already has a veto. And China is quite comfortable being the one power in Asia that is also a veto power in New York. And the Chinese are very suspicious of any moves that would give India extra privileges at the UN or Japan a permanent seat in the Security Council. So the real obstacle to India's ambitions lie in Beijing. So if it doesn't make any changes, does the Security Council risk losing its legitimacy, Luke? That's the big question. Richard Gowan thinks so, and a lot of the diplomats in New York think the same. A lot of them are pushing for a broader council. Former Secretary-General of the Security Council, Kishore Mabubani, has proposed a structure that keeps veto powers in place and keeps permanent members, but expands the countries that would be eligible. Seven permanent seats, seven semi-permanent seats and seven elected seats to replace the current 15-member council. The allocation of the permanent membership and semi-permanent membership will be based on a, mathematically on a country's share of the global GNP, on a country's share of the global population. You average it out and you have a sense of the country's position in the global order. So at the same time, there have been moves in recent years which have led partially been led by Australia to ease pressure on the council and bolster the peace and security powers of the larger UN General Assembly. Everyone in that assembly gets a vote and there's no veto. It's allowed the assembly to speak out on issues like Ukraine, Myanmar and now even Gaza. Australia was actually the co-leader of a diplomatic process last year about strengthening the General Assembly. And Mitch Fifield, your former ambassador in New York, did a good job of getting agreement on a a text saying that the General Assembly should study what more it can do in crisis situations. General Assembly's existed since 1945. There are things that made sense back in 1945 that don't make sense today. Uh, Times change. So... So actually, we do see some steps towards not reforming the Security Council, but seeing if other parts of the UN can step in when the Council is deadlocked. And Australia has played a small role in that. That's a UN uh, International Crisis Group Director Richard Gowan speaking to RN Breakfast's Luke Sinan-Dundon about the UN Security Council. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.